My name is Danielle Isbell, and this is Godcast. Welcome back to our show. In this episode, we're continuing our conversation with Tim Hopkins, but shifting the focus a bit. After the studio session with Tim, I realized that at certain points our discussion took a turn away from interfaith more broadly, and we started to investigate the relationship between Christianity and Judaism. In lieu of this shift, I wanted to produce a second episode with Tim to give the appropriate space to talk about some of the subjects we broached. Things like Jewish faith post-Holocaust, the supersessionist and anti-Semitic tradition in Christianity, and the experience of falling back in love with your religious tradition. If you haven't had a chance to check out Interfaith Relationships and Hell with Tim Hopkins, make sure to give Episode 2 a listen for more on Boston University students' experiences of religion on campus, varying perspectives on interfaith relationships, and what hell's got to do with it. What was the first time you felt like you owned your own personal religious identity? My gosh. That, I mean, ooh. <laughs> That's a really, really good question. And I, I don't, I, I don't actually know if I have an answer for that. I mean, you know, my Jewish identity has always been in flux, right? It's mm. been, you know, when I was like a young kid, I, you know, I really loved Judaism. And then, you know, I would like... What did you love about it as a kid? I just, I mean, Judaism's about like storytelling and like, I love, I love a good story. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that, you know, maybe people may disagree with me, but I think the Bible is a very good story, right? Even You know, no matter what your beliefs are of the Bible, whether right. it is true or not, whether it's partially true, partially not. Whatever. What kind of truth it could yeah. be. Yeah. It's a good story. It's interesting, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. So that, and then also, like, it was a place for community for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Being Jewish was, like, my Saturday, Sunday activities, mm-hmm. right? I got to hang out with my friends mm-hmm. in the temple, <laughs> right? Um, and then, you know, I went to... You know, we had Sunday school, so we had classes. It's mm-hmm. Very Jewish. Like, Judaism is, like, so academic, <laughs> right? There's yeah. so much study involved with being Jewish. Um, but even that was fun, you know, because yeah. I sat around. We had conversations, very honest conversations about what it means to be Jewish and, like, how do we, like, receive mm-hmm. Judaism and the teachings and why, right? Mm-hmm. So I think when I was a kid, that's what I really liked. And then, yeah. you know, going to a Catholic school, I sort of rediscovered these ideas of, like, religion is just, like, really interesting to study. Mm-hmm. Religion is just, like, so fascinating, and then I got to college, and I kind of, like, for a while, sort of, like, lost being religious because, you know, I was studying, and 
yeah. never really talked about religion, even though I was a religious studies major, <laughs> even though my work was in religion right. with my friends, never talked about religion mm. in my classes, super academic, right. super like, I mean, it's something to be said about, especially like Claremont colleges mm-hmm. don't really look at religion as some like we don't concern ourselves with beliefs right and like it's very like you know we read like evans pritchard you know and his study of witchcraft in africa like that kind of yeah. stuff you know we're looking at anthropologists talking mm-hmm. about religion we're looking at sociologists talking about religion mm-hmm. we're studying religion we're not experiencing it Right. In a way, you know. And mm-hmm. then coming here, rediscovered that being religious is fun. Mm-hmm. I could talk about being religious. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, when there, like, was there a time where I claimed, like, I think now really is, like, after, I mean, after my first semester at seminary, I kind of was like, oh, yeah, I'm, like, Jewish. I kind of love it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think getting to seminary was actually when I stopped questioning hmm. whether or not I wanted to be Jewish. Wow. Yeah, that's in, that's so funny because, like, all the Christians who show up to seminary are, like, having major crises of faith. Yeah. And, I mean, I I actually entered seminary being, like, ready, if not already, having given up Christianity Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. I was like, this thing is too fraught with patriarchal, heteronormative hatred. Yeah. Like, I just, that's what I felt. Um, And so it's really, and, you know, it's not the same, but I'm learning different Christianities that are not those things and are full of, like... (laughs) love that expands beyond like normative boundaries into more profound spaces of mutuality and justice. I just read Carter Heward, so I'm like (laughs) that's yeah, that's like what I'm thinking about. But it's yeah, it's really I think maybe even a unique experience to fall in love again with the religion you were raised with. I don't know if that's maybe I'm putting a little some words into your mouth, but I mean, I don't know, I don't know if it's like a unique experience. Hmm. I think that like I think part of being religious and also being sort of ethically conscious hmm. is falling in and out of love with your religion Hmm. i think i okay this is like again very jewish is questioning is like so i think is so wonderful right i think questioning is so good for someone's religious identity You 
know, we have us Jews have ingrained in us that, like, we're Jewish mm-hmm. by blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, it's sort of like, even if I was Catholic, I'd be Jewish. You know, there are a lot of, a lot of secular Jews. Yeah. I, I mean, like, post-Holocaust, right. a lot of people, you know, Elie Wiesel. Right. Very, very much like, I don't know how I can face God at this point, you know. And he right. wrote a book, Open Heart, which, wonderful book. It's very short, you know, like, mm-hmm. 70 pages, mm-hmm. but it's written so beautifully that it's, like, a super quick read. Yeah. Um, yeah. In, in, in it, he just talked about, you know, how do I face God? Right. How does God let this happen and work through it um, in his later years? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's like not everyone does that. Not everyone is, like, able to be like, yeah, like, I still believe in God after the Holocaust. Right. Right? Yeah, what does that look like? And then, like, also, I find sometimes, like, in narratives of belief, you still believe in God, but the God is not really recognizable to the God that you might have believed in before a certain event occurs. And so it's just like, yeah, such a painful (laughs) way to, and such a interesting way that like trauma affects the core of your identity and how you relate to the world. Yeah. I mean, I think a good example of that actually comes, well, a good reference for, you know, a a, a seminary mm-hmm. is Tillich. Mm-hmm. You know, Tillich came out of Germany, mm-hmm. had a lot of Jewish friends that died, mm-hmm. and basically was like, I cannot believe in an anthropomorphized God. Mm. And then, you know, wrote his systematic theology in which he said, you know, we have God as ground of being. Right. God is being, mm-hmm. but God is not a being. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think that's one way to handle it. I've had courage to be, and I just, I like loved parts of it and wrestled. I mean, it's, it's great stuff, but I remember always thinking like a community of worship. How do you receive that kind of yeah. theology? Because especially in Christianity, like, <laughs> there's yeah. an incarnation. Yeah. 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 So, but. I, mean, I think. But I wonder yeah. if um, I may interject, like, do you think that there's something about Judaism that might lend itself more towards being a religious practice that people can, like, hold to while being secular? Yeah, I think so. I mean. Judaism is very much a communal religion, Mm -hmm. you know? The Sabbath is a time to get together with your friends or family and just, like, chill, you know? Yeah. And if you're not, like, even if you're not observing the Sabbath Mm -hmm. for religious reasons, it's still a good practice, you know? You've had a hard week at your job and you take from sundown to sundown, Friday to Saturday off. It's good for you. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know? Um, right. And spending it with friends, even better, right? Totally. So in in that, you know, it does lend itself towards, like, a non, like, strictly religious as, as well. I mean, 
Judaism encourages you to question things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, from the first, Abraham yeah. questioned mm-hmm. everything, mm-hmm. right? And that continued throughout mm-hmm. the Torah, the Tanakh, right? Mm-hmm. So again, you know, if it's not religious, it's, you know, questioning things is like right. very much welcomed. Yeah. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things that I learned that I've learned about Judaism since being here. Um, and in a lot of ways can shed light, I think, on like why Jesus' parables kind of happen the way they do right. in yeah. some sense. And like, I don't know. There's a, well, I do know there's a really terrible tradition within Christianity and Western Christianity of like anti-Semitism. Yeah. yeah. And so... um, Luther, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, Luther. But I mean, (laughs) also like Augustine. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, so it's been interesting to also learn about that and to kind of reckon with that in some ways. And I guess I just wonder, is that, is, is it, well, is it strange for you at all, or are you just used to, like, studying theology in Christian-focused setting? Yeah, I mean, I think a good way to understand that is, like, you will probably, occasionally I'll probably use it, but, like, you will n- almost never hear someone who's, like, very religiously Jewish mm-hmm. use the word Judeo-Christian. Mm. in reference to the United States. Mm. A lot of Christian academics will say, yeah, we have a Judeo-Christian background. No, no, no. no. We do not have a Judeo- <laughs> We have a Christian background. Right. We have a supersessionist. Like, if, <laughs> if you're saying Judeo-Christian, yeah. you're saying a, sort of a supersessionist. And maybe it's yeah. not intentional. Yeah. Right? But you are sort of being like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, there are Jews here, but, like, we're a Christian nation, yeah. A Judeo-Christian nation, but we're a Christian nation, which mm-hmm. is problematic, right? Yeah. And just to um, explain for those who might not know, supersessionism is the dominant Christian thinking that basically Christianity replaced Judaism in um, salvation history, and that I mean, there's a lot of different ways that it or different nuances within different kinds of supersessionism. But, um, yeah, it's a (laughs) – that's really interesting. I never thought of Judeo-Christian as, like, evidence or indicating supersessionism as well. It's it's odd to me as well because, at least with Catholicism, Mm -hmm. like, technically uh, Vatican II – was like no supersessionism it's bad don't do that and then you know a couple years later the curia was like actually a little bit of supersessionism (laughs) like a dash just like a little (laughs) just a sprinkle which is rude (laughs) come on i mean you had a whole council and then the curia was like i take it back like, I guess you can't say no backsies right. to the curia, but, right. eh, but you know, it's like, come on. When do you feel like you, 
I mean, especially coming from a background that is Catholic and Jewish, when yeah. do you feel like you became aware of this like historical power dynamic between these two religions? <laughs> I mean, probably not until college, mm-hmm. truly. I mean, not that like what I was learning was not critical, but like in you know, in Hebrew school we're not talking about Catholicism. We're right. not talking about Christianity. Mm-hmm. And then in Catholic school, which I went for high school, mm-hmm. you know, we're not talking about Judaism. Yeah. Except for, you know, we were, there was a class called Old Testament, which mm-hmm. is not the right term. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Old Testament class. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I say Old Testament sometimes and I'm like, no, wrong self come on get it together you know it's it, it's is about that judeo-christian thing yeah it, it is like case know? in point yeah I, we're gonna take your hebrew bible <laughs> and call it the old testament yeah, i say this kind of stuff and i'm like this is not this is catholic school uh, talking out of me using me as a vessel right <laughs> um yeah, I mean, I yeah. had no idea until I got to college and I was taking religious studies classes. I was taking anthropology classes mm-hmm. that basically were like, hey, by the way, there is this very interesting dynamic between Jews and Christians in the United States. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's right. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Looking at history with a very critical eye yielded to me that like there's a very strange dynamic when you are saying you know Christ my savior it's sort of like it's it's a very delicate balance I will say it's a very delicate balance for Mm -hmm. someone you know who's studying theology from a Christian perspective I have an appreciation Mm -hmm. for the theologians who can be very Christologically centered, but like in a way that is completely like good, you know, mm-hmm. completely interfaith friendly. Yeah. I want to, um, I guess, ask you if you've ever played around with the idea of becoming Catholic or um, like were you baptized? No. No, no. I mean, yeah, there were times where I thought about becoming Catholic or becoming Christian in general because Mm -hmm. I started to really look at the things that Jesus and Paul were saying. Mm -hmm. And, like, I I mean, not, like, red-letter Bible, but, like, (laughs) if if you just take Jesus and you just take Paul and that's all you read— yeah. There are they are modernizing Judaism. Right. They're oh. not creating a whole new religion, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Strictly my opinion, obviously. But I don't think really. The, I mean, there are some things that maybe I wouldn't do, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know, the, <laughs> the Sabbath is for man. Mm-hmm. Um, being very socially conscious right like in a way that you know, jesus was carrying on the tradition of ezekiel in a way that ezekiel mm. basically was like the way that you are operating today 
mm-hmm. is wrong. And mm-hmm. that is why we're in exile today, because you're corrupt. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, I think Jesus was kind of like, you need to purify mm-hmm. a little bit, which isn't a problem to me. Mm-hmm. It's not a problem to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, especially in New Testament classes here with Dr. Swanka, mm-hmm. we spent so much time contextualizing Jesus within the Jewish tradition and yeah. like talking about how so much of what Jesus was doing, which often gets read by Christians as like <laughs> rejecting Judaism was in a way profoundly Jewish. Yeah, absolutely. And that just kind of gets missed yeah. in a really, I mean, tragic way in some ways that it gets missed theology gets formed that theology is backed by power and then you have like these horrible ideas that the jews killed jesus and you're like hello (laughs) missing something like (laughs) jesus was a jew (laughs) romans crucified i don't know yeah (laughs) and the whole the whole shebang but so I mean, by the way, that's still, people are still saying the Jews killed Jesus. Yeah. Even to, I mean, it's shocking. Um, No, I I experienced it. So when I was in Israel last week, someone asked someone that question. (sighs) A a rabbi. Someone asked a rabbi that question. We can talk more about that Yeah, I mean, I was, oh my God. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Nuanced opinion. I don't think necessarily that that is a opinion that 100% lends itself to anti-Semitism. I think that it's very easily used for anti-Semitism. And it has been. And it has been. Yeah. And, you know, the Ashgate uh, research companion on the monstrous, the very first article is an introduction but the person who um, compiled, you know, it's a bunch of different authors Mm -hmm. writing about the monstrous and you know his introduction is basically like i decided to compile this (laughs) because i was teaching a class as professor i was teaching a class and we're Mm -hmm. talking about creating the monstrous and how depicting jews with like hook noses and Mm. claws and a tail (laughs) i mean horrible Mm. um and he said someone in his class raised their hand and was like but hey let's not be too nice to the jews they killed jesus and he was like (laughs) completely dumbfounded he didn't know what to say um and that is the premise in which he was like i'm i'm writing a book (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know um oh my goodness it still happens it in anti-semitic ways yeah uh but you know, if you know, if you're reading gospel, I don't, I don't know, like Mark, maybe that really pushes it that the Jews killed Jesus, and the rest of them a little more ambiguous, mm-hmm. right? I 
wonder, would you date someone who's not Jewish? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I did recently sign up for J-Date just because I was like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I haven't dated someone who's Jewish in a while. I feel like it'd be good for me. Yeah. Um, you know, we have a lot in common. Judaism, a love of bread. I love bread. Right. I mean, I, I, to be Jewish, I think you kind of have to love bread because it's a very bread like centric. Really? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You just got a convert. <laughs> I don't know. Is that really a thing? I mean, oh my God. Yeah. There's so much bread. <laughs> I mean, there's like challah at like every religious oh yeah, event true. except for Passover because, you know, no leavened bread. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you have right. matzo ball soup, bread. <laughs> <laughs> you have matzah, bread. You know, like, as I mean, and non leavened things, but still technically bread. bread. Like, wow. come on. Gluten-free Judaism is not a big thing. Um, it's harder. It's definitely it's <laughs> definitely a thing. You yeah. know, we I mean, have gluten-free everything is a thing. We have you know the top rabbinical scientists extracting gluten from things. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get pretty much anything gluten-free, and I think especially Reform Judaism, Reconstructionist Judaism, mm -hmm. even Conservative Judaism. Speaking, you know, not you know because. There's Reform, Conservative, Orthodox. Will you actually give, like, a quick little explanation of each one of those for listeners who are not as familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when I say, you know, Reform, I'm talking about Jews who are a lot more liberal in their beliefs, you know, a very liberal idea of LGBT politics, you know. My cantor, which is um, the the person who sings, you know, there's the rabbi who does the preaching, mm -hmm. and then there's the cantor who leads the singing. You know, they're a team, um, and my cantor is a lesbian um, back in California. Um, and I mean, for that matter, my my um, my rabbi is a woman. Mm -hmm. um, I was close friends with her daughter back way back when, you know. Was she your rabbi all growing up? Yeah, she's my rabbi all growing up. That's awesome. You know, I, she's very cool. Haven't spoken to her in a little while because I'm here. Mm -hmm. um, but when I move back, she'll still be my rabbi. Yeah. You know? Um, That's cool. So you didn't grow up with ideas that, like, only men can be religious leaders? That wasn't No, it. no, yeah. no, no. And that's, I mean, that's even, so, you know, you've reformed which is pretty liberal. You have mm -hmm. conservative, which is middle of the road. Mm -hmm. um, which I feel like that's the biggest misconception because yeah. in like Christianity, it's not middle of the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, even in conservative Judaism, I think the first female rabbi got ordained, I think in like the 1940s. Oh my goodness. I would not quote me on that date, but it is around that time. Yeah. I would say. That's amazing. Maybe 1960s, somewhere around there. But, you, you know. know. <laughs> pre 1970. Pre, I Let's think say it's that. pre 1970. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hopefully nobody fact checks me, but if you do, <laughs> that's okay because people make mistakes. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, and I actually have a question. 
I know of one person who has converted to Judaism, but yeah. it's not really like a common thing. No, because it's really hard. Converting and, to Judaism is really difficult. It is like a, oh my gosh, it is a path that is <laughs> not easily taken. You have to know a lot about Judaism. Hmm. You There are a lot of like ceremonies and all of that. But as it turns out, in the Jewish community in general... Mm-hmm. Uh, especially within Orthodox communities, I'm, you know, I'm not going to speak for every Orthodox community, but of the communities that I have actually spoken to mm-hmm. and asked this specific question of how do you view converts, they have said, actually, converts are looked at very favorably hmm. because you didn't just luck into Judaism, you yeah. worked for it. Yeah. And you're committed to it, right? right? So, Well, and there doesn't seem to be, like, a huge impetus for Jews going out and converting people to Judaism. Uh, it's a non-proselytizing like, religion. Yeah. <laughs> we don't convert. You don't do it. Right. You just happen upon Judaism one day. <laughs> and then decide to go on a super long process. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's truly something that, well, first of all, I think coming from a Christian background and culture, I couldn't imagine a religion that wasn't just trying to convert everyone to that religion. (laughs) But also it's been really interesting because the more I've learned about certain traditions in Judaism of, I mean, the asking questions and the sort of rabbinical impetus to always be in some sort of argument, actually. Yeah. And, like, how... Actually, that's such a cool core of a religion and so profound, this continual back and forth asking questions. And, I mean, as a Christian in high school reading what I called the Old Testament, I loved um, the idea of, like, literally wrestling with God. Yeah. And, like, Jacob, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my favorite story because, I, I mean... It's God. <laughs> I, what, it just it makes so much sense that it would be a continual process of argument and question and wrestling. Yeah. And then I remember thinking like, oh, this is so interesting. And then learning that Judaism isn't a religion that proselytizes. Yeah. And then it was kind of like, oh, I literally... There's something about that that's weirdly freeing, I guess, about someone who finds a lot of profound truth and insight in Judaism. Yeah. That, like, there's never going to be a moment where it's like, oh, well, you've come here, so come, like, taste this carrot on the stick so you can get all the way there and be one of us now. Yeah. I mean, it's it's absolutely fascinating. Um, I will say, you know... If you, you, to be Jewish, you either, you know, you either love Judaism or you're constantly critical of it. Mm -hmm. I think what's, I think there is almost no in between. Hmm. I was listening to a comedian um, who's talking about, who's raised in an Orthodox community And he was talking about how when he was a kid, he, like, was going to grab something that had bacon in it. And his grandfather just slapped it out of his hand. 
And he turned to his grandfather and he said, I hate being Jewish. And his grandfather turns to him and says, you know what? That's an extremely Jewish thing to say. (laughs) Because it's true. You know, sometimes you really question everything. And you're like, oh, like, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. But this questioning process, very Jewish. Thank you so much for tuning into Godcast. This episode was produced by me, Danielle Isbell. Our lovely theme music was composed and recorded by Mason Pasha. Special thanks to Hannah Shue for helping with the recording process. Follow us on Twitter at Godcast underscore podcast and like our Facebook page at The Godcast Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and to show some love with those ratings. Catch you next time.